And there we go. Of course, I gotta remember. Volumes. There we go. Um, we're reading from Slavery in America. By the way, I was working in a school and there was another little school off to the side. In New York City, they put schools inside of schools and that school was moving and they were throwing this away. So, when you hear educational um, curriculum changing at the state level and even books coming into the classroom, don't mean it's getting used because when I got this book, they were throwing it away and when I cracked it, it was brand new. It made a sound. And it smelled fresh like you just got it off the presses. Um, so, you know, you keep leaving your children to these schools. You better send them to the Connison Center and stop playing games. All right. Um, we're reading from the slave life cycle because it really is the American life cycle. It's the work life cycle. It's really what it is for the, I would say, the bottom 60% of this country, which is over 200 million people. Courtship, marriage, and family life. Courtship and marriage defined here as a stable sexual union, because remember, they couldn't get married, um, led to, the, to substantial but differential changes for slave women and men. The process began earlier for women. Men probably married in their middle to late 20s, women in their late teens. Men who initiated the courtship typically searched for wives by visiting a number of neighboring plantations and often found a wife near home, though not on the same quarter. Some evidence for this custom, suggestive but hardly conclusive, can be seen in the sex and age of runaway slaves. Only 9% of all Southern Maryland runaways, 1745 to 1779, and 12% of all Virginia runaways, 1730 to 1787, were women. Few men, relative to the total population, ran away in their late teens, but numbers rose in the early 20s when the search for wives began and crested between 25 and 34 when most men married and began families. Courtship on occasion ended in a marriage ceremony, sometimes performed by a clergyman, sometimes celebrated by the slaves themselves. Slave men had searched, so now I'm going to stop waiting for a minute. Um, they got married, but they had sexual unions. You have a lot of people partnering up now that just don't get married. They can't afford it, um, or some other situation. Usually, they can't afford it. Uh, so again, this is very relevant to today. Slave men had to search their neighborhood to find a compatible spouse because even the largest quarter contained few eligible women. Some of the potential mates were sisters and co or cousins, groups, blacks who refused to marry. When they were excluded, few choices remained on the quarter, and youths looked elsewhere. Most planters owned too few slaves and too few quarters to permit a wide choice of spouses within their plantations. Furthermore, they could not afford to, pu to purchase the husband or wife. 
Inevitably, a majority of slave couples remained separated for much of their married life. After the relationship was consummated, the slave woman probably stayed with her family, parents, and siblings until the chi a child was born, unless she could form a household with her new husband. Childbearing and the childrearing that followed were highly important rites of passage for most slave women. Once she had a child, she moved from her mother's or parents' home to her own hut. The bonding between the slave mother and her child may have been far more important than her relationship with her husband, especially if he lived on another plantation. Motherhood, moreover, gave women a few value privileges. Masters sometimes treated pregnant women and their newborn children with greater than usual solicitude. For example, Richard Corbin, a Virginia planter, insisted in 1759 that his steward be kind and indulgent to pregnant women and not force them when the child upon, with child upon any service or hardship that will be injurious to them. Remember, the child is another slave. So you don't hurt that slave inside the slave that could yield fruits. They used to call it um, increase. Children were to be well looked after. Marriage and parenthood brought less change in the lives of most men. Many continued to live with other men, able to visit his family only at night or on holidays. The non-resident husband could play only a small role in child rearing. Don't this sound like today, especially in the black community? Um, the resident father helped raise his children taught them skills and tried to protect them from the master uh, Landon Carter reacted violently when Manuel tried to help his daughter Manuel Sarah who pretended to be sick a week ago and because I found nothing ailed her and would not let her lie up she ran away above a week and was catched the night before last and looked up, but somebody broke up upon the broke open the door for her. It could be none but her father Manuel, and he I had whipped. Police brutality. Brianna Taylor. The boyfriend comes up front, tries to shoot at the cops. Cop shoots her from the from the back. <laughs> I mean this this on large plant and, and go to a school and try to protect your child in the school and see what happens to you. They're going to either put you out or call the cops on you or there'll be cops in the school in New York City. On large plantations, mothers could call upon a wide variety of kin to help them raise their children. Husbands, siblings, cousins, uncles or aunts might be living in nearby huts. So. You have. First of all, one thing you notice when you read this is the slaves are going about their lives, even in, in, as slaves in bondage. Masters are responsible for that. What the North was trying to tell the South, and the South still doesn't get it. You can have slavery without the responsibility. Give these people a small wage. Calculate what it costs to feed and clothe and house them. Give them a portion of that. 
say you're free, I'm paying you, and leave them. That's what the North did. <laughs> but the South still doesn't get it. So what the South wants is the South now, the new South wants slaves that they don't have to be responsible for either. And you can't have it both ways. You either have to have, quote unquote, workers that you pay a salary, but you let them, you leave them free to go do whatever they want. Or you're going to have slaves in bondage that you have to make sure that they could eat and whatever the case may be. And if they revolt and want to leave, you got to let them go. I mean, if you want to have them free and pay them. But if you want to have them slaves, you got you to gotta make sure that they have what they need. And that might cost more than just giving them a salary. It's one of the biggest cons. Some people talk about it, but it's one of the biggest cons that you, you think. What people used to say, they were free to starve to death. Um, so now they call it wage slavery is what they call it. Uh, that's one thing. Two things. The thing that terrorized, or, or not, not terrorized, but terrified me, not really terrified me because I'm in tune with, with the reality, but why I think most people would not like to read this or not like to accept this. Because when I'm reading it, it doesn't sound like, if you look in the black community now, most black communities or most black people, not the upper echelon, of course, but I would say 80% of the black people in this society especially if you're talking about ones that are descendants of slaves. This is more unified community than what we have. I know siblings that don't speak, barely speak, forget about cousins and uncles and all of that. Then you got uncles touching their nieces and nephews and aunties, boyfriends touching the niece and the daughter. I mean, it's all kinds of crazy nonsense going on. Let's go to old age. Or should we save that for the next one? Let's save that for the next one. Let's save that for Friday because that's a long passage. So, um, one of the things here is the, the concept of community is not uh, one that we didn't believe in. So, when people say, oh, you know, reason why black people are are so in such bad shape is because they, they put stuff in our head. It's been slavery, slavery. Sure, no doubt about it. There's a lot of psychological manipulation going on in slavery. But even then, the slave quarters had some sense of unification. And of course, you had spies for the master coming to the slave quarters and all of that, all of it. I'm glad that they gave us official freedom no doubt about it but the reason we are today what we are is not so much the slavery itself but it's the position that white people always want us in actually it's the position that this society can only function in um can only function with us being at the bottom because that's the way it was built that's what it knows you can't change a house. Any realtor, any contractor, anybody will tell you the basement is the house. If you don't, if you, if you, you, no matter what you do in the rest of the house, if the basement has to stay strong and solid. Now, if you want to change it, you have to knock everything down. Maybe you get rid of the basement, you build it up a different way. Right? 
but the basement and the foundation is going to always be there. We're built into the bottom of the society and we're still built in there. So what you would have to do is change the whole society, change the whole structure, change everything, um, which is very easy to do now. It's easier than you think. I mean, because everything's falling apart anyway. So you don't need to have human beings on the bottom because hell, you don't really need human beings to do much. Most of the jobs you see can be done by automation. Again, 2020, we saw that. People work from home. And the people that couldn't work from home, most of their jobs wasn't necessary. Then you had service jobs, a lot of service jobs, okay. But restaurants found out, well, I don't need waiters. I could just deliver the food. You know, so people still got their favorite food from chefs. Um, some chefs turned into non-for-profits and uh, deliver food to those, um, to the needy and to the elderly. So a lot of things happened in 2020 that was so good that nobody really, they keep talking about, oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was nothing. You had to stay home. Oh, nothing was moving. Oh, it was a... Sure, it was a pandemic. There was a lot of death. Um, but the numbers of death that, um, but the death never stopped. So the, the, the COVID death never stopped. It's still the same numbers it was then. That's the crazy part. And on top of it, I, w- I would want somebody to study how much death in 2020 that we have due to stress and violence, um, gunshots and gun shootings and things like that. Somebody should do that that study. How many deaths did we have in 2020 to, to all the other things? Heart attacks, strokes, and things like that. As compared to 2019 and 2021 when we went back. I know right now people are having strokes and heart attacks all over the place. And they're trying to blame it on 2020, but that, no, that didn't, that was the most peaceful time I've ever seen, at least in my community. I know they said there was some domestic violence and things like that, but um, that kind of stuff, I mean, the, the community, I didn't hear gunshots. I was in Newark and I didn't hear gunshots. There wasn't a lot of violence. And I don't remember the news talking about a lot of gunshots and um during 2020 people out on the stoop people were doing their thing there was that much pressure and stress on people so um with the rent moratorium and the child tax credit and the the basically the ubi there was less stress right the public transportation worked well it wasn't so crowded it was always clean. Um, I, I just, it was, it was a time to me. It was a time. We lost people. We're still losing people. So you can't say, well, yeah, but, you know, people died. I lost a friend. We all lost, we lost people. People lost, I know someone who lost a sibling to COVID and all of that stuff. Then we found out. That it wasn't the COVID. 
and so much. But the pre-existing condition and the reason why COVID came into the black community and was, was so prevalent is that most of us had the pre-existing conditions. Overweight. Remember, COVID is a respiratory disease. We're overweight. Um, the air is bad, worse in black communities because we have a lot of factories and all of that. So there's environmental racism that they talk about. Smoking. Cigarettes, not weed. Weed, they say, actually helped. Um, asthma. A lot of black people have asthma. A lot of people, Americans have asthma. So when they started looking at Americans, how our lifestyle is, we're so out of shape and we're so unhealthy that any disease that comes along is just going to wipe us out. We're beat up already. Right? So, um, I still think 2020 was a, was a great year. It showed us a lot. It revealed a lot. Like one of my elders said, everybody got exposed. You know who your friends were. You knew who they weren't. So we can have that kind of society. Right? I don't know how it's got here, but we can have that kind of society. Instead, what we got is this society that I'm reading from in this book. So nothing's changed from 1700 to now. We have more advanced tech, sure, fine. But the structure of our system, the structure of our society is the same. And it's time to move on. And we could have moved on. And the worst part about it is the masses of the people who could have, who were benefiting most from it, asked for the old way back. So now we have to deal with what kind of psychosis makes you the slave choose plantation life and if you go to my patreon page you'll get you'll get the course i just did on black confederates to show you that mindset um or you go to my udemy the courses up there but udemy takes my courses down after if, if you don't support them and i don't get really the support i should so but the patreon is there the videos of courses are there until next time, please take care of yourselves. You can support me by going to the links. You can support me by giving directly. You can support me by uh, becoming a sponsor. Until next time, please take care. Please be safe. It's, um, people are on edge. Um, when empires die, they always die hard. So be careful. And take care.